Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Work Rate Podcast. This is our AEW review. I am Mike Fenn. I'm joined, as always, by Brad Hardcastle. Brad, how you doing? Pretty good. I'm a little full and a little uncomfortable because I ate uh, a burrito right before we started recording, which is... Mm. But I'm I'm good. Otherwise, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I ate twenty chicken McNuggets right before we nice, went nice. on as well. So mine yeah, was a full as well. A Taco Bell. They got a nacho fry burrito. Mm. I was like, I probably shouldn't eat this, but I got it. And now well, I'm like I mean, super full. <laughs> I shouldn't have had twenty nuggets because what I was doing just before then was trying on a suit for a wedding that's happening in a month, and realizing <laughs> that I no longer fit into that suit, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just just too tight. Well, it was just too tight for the pants, but -hmm. the pants, like I'm looking at the size and I'm like, my waist is slimmer than the size that it says this is. And yet it's tight. So Mm -hmm. like, first of all, you're lying. You're a fucking liar pants. You liar. Like you are a liar. I wear this size all the time and I have to put a belt on to keep them Mm -hmm. up anyways. But then the suit jacket, I felt like Chris Farley, like, Oh yeah, fat guy in a little coat. Fat guy in a little coat. Oh my god, it was the worst. So time for a new suit. So that sucks. So I ordered. I I ordered twenty chicken nuggets. Um. Hey man, I, I understand that. Well, that was. <laughs> I I went into the kitchen as to my partner. She's like, "Hey, uh, what do you want to do for dinner?" She's like, "Oh, she's like, I I didn't have a great lunch, so my stomach's a little, a little messed up, so I'm not gonna have dinner." And I looked at the time. I was like, "Oh shit." I don't have a lot of time to eat anything. What can <laughs> I eat very quick? And then it's like, oh, I can order McDonald's. Yeah, then it's always there for you. That's why they call it fast food. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get into this. So this week, not too much news. Um, the one unfortunate news, Max Caster, you're a fucking idiot. That's just, <laughs> yeah. it'll just leave it right there. Max yeah. Caster, you're a fucking idiot. It's, uh, well, actually, I won't leave it right there. Fight for the Fallen was donating their proceeds towards uh, victims of sexual assault, and he went out there and did a rape joke. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. Gotta think that through better next time. No. Ab- <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's like, like no defending it or anything, because I saw people online say, well, he's a heel. It's like, eh, I mean, that's a little too far. <laughs> no, I mean... <laughs> Not a little too far. It's a lot too far. How many times have I de- defended his rap saying there's no line in battle in, like, Dis rap or battle rap, like okay, yeah, nope, yep, you found it, you found the line, <laughs> there it is, good job. Found the line and blew right past it. It's like, yeah, I mean, like he's not in a battle rap; he's on a television show. Mm-hmm. It's different, yeah, for sure. Like you're not there trying to insult somebody; you're there trying to create entertainment for people. Like you're mm-hmm. playing a battle rapper, if that makes sense. Yeah. You're acting. So when he goes out there and makes that joke, it's like, oh, oh no. And they had time to catch it. And what I think, I th- think whoever normally puts together dark and elevation just doesn't really edit anything and just whatever just they do, up. they throw on mm-hmm. the show and they don't question it. And, yeah. um, that now backfired got this time. Tony so. Khan working extra because now he's saying he's going to edit. He already gets and... like one hour of sleep a night. How, I don't <laughs> yeah. know how. Like, yeah. He's, like he's working other hours. He's working like fucking UK hours also because he work because he does the Fulham 
Yeah. Yeah, it's not the only thing they own. They own a they own American football team and a, a European football team and <laughs> he's going to have to hand off one of those eventually. I feel like at a certain point um I don't want to say at a certain point it'll just have to be um what's it called? AEW because that doesn't mm-hmm. and he'll probably still stick with one of the but at a certain like AEW seems to be his priority. Yeah. I think Maybe that's just because that's my wheelhouse. But he's still doing like the dr- NFL draft and all this other stuff. So who knows, man? I don't know. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm sure if the, the ratings keep going the way they are for AW, he'll probably start focusing on that more. Like the. Than he already like, is. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, to some nicer news, other than the Max Caster fuck up is uh, the ratings were great again. They did 1.1 again. Uh, in the key demo, they keep going up. So that's great. Um, yeah, that's really awesome. And the key demo is is what the... Uh, like, the, uh, the overall ratings, they don't really matter that much in the grand scheme because they understand that a, a good chunk of people are streaming these days mm-hmm. like uh, they don't matter as much what the what matters is the key demographics and that's what the advertisers want to see mm-hmm. yeah and the uh, the advertisers are the ones that care they're the ones that care because they're the ones that pay aew mm-hmm. and then the more ad revenue they get the bigger their show is that's how that's how they make their money they don't make their money because a few more people watched it they make their money because a few like the trendsetters watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't... Do they upload clips of the show to their YouTube page? They uh, AEW? Uh-huh. Yeah, they do. Okay. They do a bit, yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, street... Like, so much of the... Uh, like, they... If they're doing, like, 1.1 right now, they're doing over one and a half. Yeah, because I watch on YouTube TV, and I don't... I watch on YouTube TV and I don't even know if that counts towards like the overall rating or not. Probably not. I don't know. I don't really know how things work anymore. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like who even has a Nielsen box and I even I'm in Canada. So I assume (laughs) people who have like a cable box, you get counted through the cable, but yeah, that's what, or is this all just Nielsen ratings? I don't know. It's weird. I don't even know who Nielsen is. Who the fuck's Nielsen? I don't know. Me either. I remember one time when I was a kid, we got a, a tape for a, a pilot show and we watched it and it came with a questionnaire that we mailed back. That's like the most I've ever done. It just randomly showed up in the mail one day. The show was not good at all. It didn't get picked up, but <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get into this show. So we have AW dynamite this week. It is homecoming. This was them back in Jacksonville in Daly's place, which was great to us, but I saw it and I was like, oh no, I want to be here anymore immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I love Daly's place. It's unique, but we've seen it for so long. I'm sick of looking at it. Yeah. Whenever they announced the show a couple weeks ago, I was actually surprised they were coming back so soon, but maybe it's just cheap th- to, cheaper to run a show there every once in a while. Yeah. I th- it was probably a lot of, okay, we can't find a place for this mm-hmm. date. Or can't lock it down under short notice. So they had to go back. It was probably an emergency basis. Mm -hmm. To be honest. Um, 
Yeah, so the first match was Jericho versus Hoovy. The Juice is back. Was back on TNT, which was the really Juice cool. is loose. Yeah, he was. Yeah, when my... he did his head bang at the beginning, I was like, oh man, this is like nostalgia and a half right here. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was my favorite wrestler with WC. Actually, my two favorite wrestlers were Jericho and Hoovy. Yeah, <laughs> and this was like before Jericho got huge. So I didn't think Jericho was really a big deal when I liked him in WCW because he wasn't on it that often. Like he was, but not. He wasn't one of the the main guys. Yeah, he was like he was the mid card, mm-hmm. and um. But yeah, and then when he went to WWE, he was like, oh, he is big. Okay, yeah. I knew I was onto something by liking him. Mm-hmm. Um, because like twelve year old me didn't know shit. <laughs> um. But yeah, so uh, I thought this match it really got by largely on its nostalgia because the beginning of the match was quite rough. Yeah, um, these this is like a forty-seven-year-old and a fifty-something-year-old mm-hmm. wrestling out there. This was uh, you could tell these guys were fighting it at the beginning. Um, they're a little sluggish. That's going to happen again. Remember, it's it's uh, the summer in Florida as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can't imagine doing anything myself. Thirty-six years old in Florida, I don't. Yeah. Want to imagine like adding another 10, ten 15 years, years and then tell yeah. tell me to go do some flips. Um so yeah, these guys were these guys were stumbling around a little bit at the beginning. It it got better as it went on. Um there was one this was a cool move. Unfortunately it didn't really work because of a stumble, but there's the walls of Jericho reversal off the top rope. Yeah. Uh, where, Jericho reversed something that Hoovy was trying to do into a Walls of Jericho. I think it was like a Hurricane Rana or something. Yeah, it was a really cool idea, but it just it was like, ooh, ah, ooh, they didn't quite mm-hmm. nail that. And then I was like, oh god, I hope this isn't the finish. Once they mm-hmm. didn't nail it, I was just like, Hoovy, please get to the ropes. Hoovy, please get to the ropes. Yeah, because I really hope this wasn't it. And it wasn't. Hoovy got, uh, Hoovy got to the ropes, and then they did start to pull it together. And they did string together a pretty decent match near the end. They had the cool mask ripping spot where Jericho was trying to rip off the mask of Hoovy, which was funny because he—I don't think he's wrestled in a mask since Jericho last ripped it off, which was yeah, however long ago, yeah, nineteen ninety nine, I think, <laughs> is when he took his mask. As we're getting to the end of the match, uh, oh, Hooven two did hit the Hoovy bomb, which is cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, then. Uh, Jericho hits the Judas effect on Hoovy, but Aubrey reminds him that no, 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 you ha- you can't pin him. You got to go to the top <laughs> rope. So he goes up to the top rope, and you ca- called it like two minutes, five minutes before that. You said, "Yeah, it's going to be a Judas effect off the top rope," and it was, and <laughs> it was. I swear to God, the best Judas effect he's done. Yeah, it was because it, when I first said it, I was like, "I bet he's going to do a Judas effect." I thought he was just jump backwards and hit the elbow, but he turned midair and stuff. It looked awesome. Yeah, it looked I great. I was like, oh, Jericho, this is your finish now. Yeah. <laughs> you, and then you I have to do this every time now because mm-hmm. that was I, fucking awesome. I hope they can um, add this into the video game still. Like, I hope they're still working on moves and stuff. Like, oh, we need to put this in the game. Well, yeah, I heard one person who was like, Hoovy better be in that game. Hoovy better be in that game. People were saying, like, just port him over from WCW versus the world. Or whatever yeah, that'd be cool. Just his exact model. And stuff. 
<laughs> don't update anything. Yeah, make them look like 64 graphics and everything, too. That'd be well, actually kind of cool. It's like when you're in uh, the Super Mario game, you get to play as the Super Mario 64 version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that works. It's fun. Yeah, that'd actually be kind of cool. They should do that, like, the whole game, you can add, like, an old filter to it where it looks like the old-style graphics, like poly- like everyone's a big polygon. I mean, they should, and that would be something that I'm sure Kenny would love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I thought thought this match went on a little too long for the guys that were in the match. I don't think yeah. they quite have that gas tank anymore. Mm-hmm. Although, as we as I said, it did get better as the match went on. Like they pulled it together close to the end. Um, and but then after the match, in comes Wardlow. He f tens Hoovy, and then he does the casualty of war to Jericho and then MJF hops on the mic and announces that Wardrow Wardrow Wardlow will be the fourth labor for Jericho next week. And MJF, there's a little confusion. Yeah. Confusion as to whether or not he's going to be the referee or if he's just going to be at ringside. I hope he's the referee because that makes it interesting. Otherwise this is kind of a bit of a lackluster final. Yeah. He's got to be the referee. Because he said something about calling it right down the middle, and then he said yeah. his name. So it's yeah, he's got to be the ref, or at least like the enforcer of the match. Mm-hmm. Like if the ref gets knocked out, he goes in or something. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just going back to another uh, pinnacle member was a little disappointing for me. Uh, when I first, saw it, I was like, oh, damn. You're not going to do the Lance Archer thing, which I, I could understand Jericho not wanting to do that if he actually wants that to be his final match. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know, like Sammy would have been better. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. Sammy and Jericho in like a last man standing match. Or so something. I'm thinking they got to have something pretty cool mm-hmm. for this match. Otherwise, it's kind of eh. like I don't want to see Jericho go over Wardlow. That's not something I want. Jericho should not be able to go over Wardlow at this point. Yeah. Realistic. Maybe um they do something like Wardlow keeps trying to put Jericho away and he can't. And eventually they just get frustrated enough and get themselves DQ'd. Like MJF's like, screw it, he'll just face me, but we'll take him out here so he's hurt going into the match. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know I don't know what they'll do, but I'm sure they have something planned. Mm-hmm. Um otherwise I don't think they yeah, would do this. this. Like one of their longest running storylines they've had. So mm-hmm. they got it. Because I, I, was, I was loving this until they announced it. It was like, ah, mm. Yeah. As mm. much as I love Wardlow, the war dog, but I was kind of enjoying like the nostalgia and just the weirdness, like having Gage come out and then Hoovy. I was hoping it'd be like, like, I don't know. Uh, what was his security guard guy's name? Ralphus, that big that big dude. <laughs> I think I think I heard last week that Ralphus might be dead. Oh no, no, never mind, never mind. Forget it. <laughs> no, <but>. sorry. <laughs> I've made I've made that I've made a Ralphus joke two weeks ago when uh, mm-hmm. who was it? Lance Archer picked up that guy in the crowd. I was like, and then yeah. he picked up Ralphus and threw. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh shit, Ralphus is dead. Never mind. Um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, it's an interesting one because, yeah, that that was my main worry when they first announced these uh, labors of Jericho. It's just like, oh, so he's just going to be going over a bunch of younger guys. I don't really like that. Mm-hmm. 
And then once they were doing some cool shit with it, it was like, oh, never mind. That's not what this is. This is actually cool. And then at the end, it goes right back to like, oh, Wardlow's the last person I want to see him go over. Mm-hmm. I'd rather see him go over any other person in the pinnacle yeah. than uh, than Wardlow. Have him go over Sammy. That would that makes some sense. Anyways, mm-hmm. let's move on to the next thing. And that was Lucha Bros in a War of Words with Andrade once again. So this week, it's Pac's turn to have his travel canceled by Andrade. Andrade comes out and he asks uh, the kids, the little Ninos. Yeah, hello um, Ninos. That made me laugh so hard. <laughs> um, he he asks them for a thank you for the limo last week. Um, he said that they went through a lot of trouble trying to make sure that they were taken care of, that they had the best food, the best caviar, the best drinks, the best driver. And Chavo once again asks, are you guys ready to accept Andrade's invitation? And once again, well, it's funny. Phoenix gave, he he tells them that, no, we don't work for anybody. We are our own people. Um, we work with Pac, not for him. And then Penta says a long string of things in Spanish. And then mm-hmm. Alex Everhontis just goes, Penta says, no. Yeah, that was hilarious. I love that so much. <laughs> Which I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm anxious to see where this goes. I feel like they're stalling a little bit. Um, I want to see it's, it soon. Like it's got to be some sort of six man at all out. Is yeah, it? or just Pac versus Andrade. But. I feel like they should have uh, maybe announced something for next week. Maybe we'll get something for for the Cincinnati show. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but we'll see. It, it's coming soon. It's coming soon. Um, and we know some other stuff's going to have to get announced for August 20th. Mm-hmm. Not just the specter of CM Punk. Yeah. Yeah, they got to do something for that. But maybe, because it's only going to be an hour-long show, right? So maybe maybe CM Punk's enough? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? But CM Punk beats the shit out of everyone in the locker room. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Just gives everyone a... Like go to sleep, which Kenta said that uh, I want CM Punk now, so just give us the battle of the go to sleeps. <laughs> he said that on Twitter. Yeah, he did say that he wanted uh, <laughs> he wanted CM Punk, which was I was like, oh boy, okay. <laughs> um, all right. So the next thing we have, we had Tony Schiavone. He's in the he's in the bar, which I guess is the keep. He's talking to the Dark Order, which it was nice to actually be back in that bar again. I'm glad <laughs> that they were able to do something in there because you can't do it when you're not at Daly's place. Yeah. Um, and I've grown attached to that place. Uh, he's he's asking them about their uh, about their loss last week and the tough break that they had. And then Hangman walks in. He interrupts them, and he says he tells them that not only did he let himself down cost himself a title shot but he let the team down and he cost them a title shot and they protest and like no adam no like that's a we believe in you this and that he's like no no i have to i let you guys down i have to go there and sort out my stuff on my own i think we need to take a break i need to i need to do this on my own and again they're all like oh no adam don't leave yada yada and, but then Uno, being the big brother of the group, essentially, says, you know what? No, this is what Adam wants. Adam's going to 
he can do what he wants and we have to respect his wishes. And I love that. And this is again, very spaghetti Western of them. It's just like, he's like, no, I don't, I don't need your help. I don't Mm -hmm. need a family. My family gets hurt when I go out and I make mistakes. I'm just going to go out on my own and face the bad guys on my own and then get my ass kicked. And I drink too much, this and that. Like it's so spaghetti Western and I love it. Um, leave all family behind and yeah and i love there's there's a really nice detail here in that the inner circle calls him adam and the elite calls him hangman Mm -hmm. the inner circle they all call him adam which it's really really nice there's something about that is really really nice and humanizing Mm -hmm. um Okay, so then we'll get back to that story later. There's a second part to it, but next we have. For, it's it's kind of hard because there's an incredible main event in this, but it's not necessarily like the greatest match you've ever seen. Whereas this next match might have been my match of the night. It was funny because this was a match that was announced the night before, not day of. <laughs> it was announced at dark. Mm-hmm. This is. 2.0, formerly known as Everrise, of NXT, and Daniel Garcia, who I had on my list of top 10 people to start a company with from the Indies. Mm-hmm. He was on my list, so I'm very excited to see him there, versus Moxley, Kingston, and Darby. So what had happened was on on Dark, these three guys, they gave them a mic, let them cut a promo, and they said, like, each of them said, like, you know what? I want to face Moxley. And the next guy said, I'm calling out Kingston. And the next guy said, I'm calling out Darby. We want all three of you at once. And then they had this match, and holy shit, what a debut. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. I like this match a lot. It was funny. It was well worked. Um, uh, Daniel Garcia was the perfect straight man with his really, like, he's so intense. He's so like serious, like he, yeah. his whole his name and his gimmick is Red Death. Like he's supposed to be just like a he's like <laughs> a you know I don't know you know the little angry guy in uh, that Disney movie about Inside Out. Yeah, you know the little angry guy. He's <laughs> like that's him. Yeah, <laughs> he's just this little stick of dynamite. And yeah, they were, they're so funny. They work so well together. Um, 2.0 ever rise are there one of the best kept secrets out there. And it was a secret that was kept from me. I had not seen them for a long time until fairly recently when I started, but mostly their skits. I hadn't really seen them work, but I'd seen yeah. their skits and their videos. They did a, one of those mock interviews with uh, Simon Miller. Um, That's so funny. And I love their bit where they're always still chilling. Like, come on, take a swing. Come on, come on, take yeah. a swing. And they did they're that really in good. this match. And it was amazing. Um, I think his name's Matt Lee now. <clears throat> Sorry. And uh, he, t- he told Moxley, come on, man, take a swing. And Moxley slapped the piss out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Not that there was piss in his mouth, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so funny. Um, this match, I thought when they cut that promo, I was like, okay, there's no way 
they don't have these guys signed to something and like there there's no way and then they came out they came out with a little video and everything it was like oh okay i definitely think these guys are signed to something and then they went out there and it was not a squash they gave yeah. these guys offense they gave these guys bits they let them do funny things they got their shit in but they also made essentially aw's vision of the super of the mega powers they made them look like beasts mm-hmm. and uh for me the highlight of this match was there was the the thing with uh kingston but also matt lee he's on the outside and he comes face to face with sting and he goes he's going oh my god are you the real sting you're the <laughs> real sting and darby at a stage left just comes flying out of the ring for a yeah, tope like, that like just shot out of obliterates a matt lee mm-hmm. and then darby somehow lands on his feet yeah. he like he lands on his feet and he's just looking down at him i was like how the fuck did he do that mm-hmm. he's like a He's like, he is CG. He's like a CG superhero. Yeah. It did not make any sense. Um, and then the end of the match was Mox hit Garcia with this ridiculous paradigm stiff, stiff paradigm stiff, paradigm shift <laughs> where Garcia goes completely stiff as a board, like rigor mortis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he sells it like, a, like he's been knocked out. And then they follow that up with the coffin drop. Um, as I said, they gave these guys so much shine in this match. I was really happy to see it. And I think if they sign Garcia, he's up there in the realm of the Sammy and the Darby and the Jungle Boy. That's how high I view him. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's there. Yeah. For yeah, me. Super technical. He's, he's with I like his guys. look, too. Just like the basic trunks. And he's got, like, the high socks and stuff. Like, he's like a total throwback. It's awesome. Yeah, like right now he's out there. Uh, he wrestled Lee Moriarty, beat him. He's wrestling for the IWTV Championship very soon. He holds the Limitless Championship. Like he's he's there. He's made in the Indies. There's not too much more he has to do. So, judging by this, I think that he they're probably they've probably got these guys signed, and he has. He's. They put out a video afterwards where they cut a little promo after Dynamite, and he is going to be facing Fuego del Sol on Dark this week. So he's probably picking up a win there, mm-hmm. and then he challenges Darby for this week on Dynamite. So it's going to be yeah. Daniel Garcia versus Darby on Dynamite, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's going to be great. Two point are the hype guys in that? They're like, book the match, TK. Book the match, TK. <laughs> It's yeah. really funny. And as far as where I think 2.0, how 2.0 could do, I think they have an amazing feud with the Bucks, like a really funny feud. Mm-hmm. And I think they would do really, really well against FTR. I think FTR would lose their fucking minds yeah. trying to wrestle these guys and wrangle these guys while they're being idiots. Mm-hmm. That'd be really funny. But you've actually yeah, seen a lot of them, so tell me about them. Oh, they're awesome. Uh, I remembered them from Chikara when they were 3.0. I think they started out as 2.0, then they became 3.0. But they're just like a really good tag team. Because even commentary mentioned it too. They said they go a long way back with Kingston. 
And that's like, I remember them being with Kingston and Shakara. I don't know if they're on a team, but I know they wrestled each other a lot. But yeah, they're just, I don't know. They're just really entertaining. Like they're really good on the mic. They do skits and backstage promos really well. They're really solid in the ring. They're a lot of fun. And I think they're going to go really far. I think, uh, I think it makes sense. A lot of sense then that they've showed up. I didn't know that they were in Shakara, but Orange Cassidy is from Shakara. Um, <laughs> What's his, Chuck Taylor's from Shikara. Kingston's yep. from Shikara. Like half the men's roster is from Shikara at, mm-hmm. at one point. Even yep. Daniel, not Daniel Bryan. Um, oh, I forgot his name. Um, uh, from SCU. Oh, uh, Christopher Daniels? Christopher, thank you. Christopher mm-hmm. Daniels. He was even in Shikara at one point. Mm-hmm. The Bucks have wrestled there. Lots of people have because they do their King of Trios tournament. I don't even know if Chikara's still around, actually. But they no, they're not. King... They're not now because of uh, the founder got labeled in mm. that. Uh, yeah, that's right. Speaking that's out, right. so mm-hmm. Quackenbush yeah, or whatever. They used his name to do, is. Yeah, Quackenbush. They used to do uh, the King of Trios tournament where they'd have a bunch of trios teams. So the Young Bucks and AJ Styles were in it one year when they were in the Bullet Club, and oh, yeah. that's cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, they're essentially going to bring that to AEW, so that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where I think, uh, that's another reason why I really liked last night's match. Because just with this match, you brought in a really good trio. Mm-hmm. And you ended up reforming another trio around Moxley of a team that he's actually wrestled with. Like, he's wrestled with those two guys. Now you've brought them back together. Now that's in continuity. Yeah. Now, if you... You don't have to just throw them into a trios tournament or something. There's actually something there. And uh, at the end, after Moxley and uh, Darby and uh, Kingston won, uh, Kingston was just marking out for Sting, which was awesome. Oh, my God. So funny. Yeah. Okay, next we have Cage um, in a little little pre-taped promo thing back and forth with uh, Team Taz. they were talking to each other, but it's all pre-tipped. It's weird. Yeah, I know. You kind of have to suspend your disbelief a little bit there, because obviously they shouldn't know what the other's saying. But mm-hmm. uh, Cage says that he, he's he gotten here on his own. He busted his ass for 15 years to get here. Team Taz didn't do nothing for him. Um, that All they did was cost him a world title match when Taz threw the towel in for him. And then he says that Taz gave him then gave him a little consolation prize which was the FTW belt and then it shows Starks holding the belt up and Stark says that uh Cage is ungrateful he says he'll he'll go on to do bigger and better things with the FTW belt and he'll respect it in ways that Cage never could or did and then Taz says that Cage is about to find out why it's much better to be with Taz than with Team Taz than without Cage says that Team Taz never did anything for him. And that's it. Um, it was a short little thing. I I do really again, this is something sort of like the like the Andrade thing. I want them to get to a match. Yeah. This feels like they could do the match on that um August show in Chicago. Like this mm-hmm. could be a good fit there. They've got like they've got four shows in Chicago, so they can uh they can stick it on yes. one of them. Mm-hmm. Or in Pit, or in Pittsburgh. Actually, no, I don't know. They they haven't announced all the shows for Rampage, which is kind of funny. You think they would? 
um, for for the Pittsburgh one at least. They only mm-hmm. have one match for that. We'll get to that later in the show. Because um, you'd think that they would want to sell some tickets for it, but maybe they could announce it at the Dynamite? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they... Because they were doing like the double, like if you buy... You can like basically buy tickets for both, right? Or something. Maybe... Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe but neither of them that. are sold out yet, so... Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting that they don't have... Uh, that they only have one match for the Rampage. But mm-hmm. anyways... Um, Next, we have uh, the elite play some basketball. So this was funny. We go to the we go backstage, and we've got the elite, and they're they're playing basketball. They're all they're passing it around, and Matt hits a really cool trick shot from behind the board, from <laughs> behind the backboard into the net. But the the key thing here is all the teases that they've got going on. They There's laid the teases on thick here. <laughs> so first, you've got Kenny Omega. He's wearing a Cookie Monster shirt. And that's a hint to CM Punk. CM Punk, I believe he's always jokingly said that CM stands for Cookie Monster. Well, he, yeah, he says Cookie Monster, Chicago made Chief Mariachi. For the longest, he never told what it was, but on his DVD that WWE put out a few years ago, he finally said what it stands for. It stands for Chick Magnet. Really? I guess when he started wrestling, he was in a tag team called the Chick Magnets. But, uh, but yeah, so yeah, he called. Yeah, he used to always just see him. He just always say random stuff what it stood for, and Cookie Monster was one of them. I didn't, you know, I didn't even notice his Kenny's Cookie Monster sh- uh, shirt at first because I was so enthralled by his airbrush jorts. Like I was like, what are those jorts that he has on? Right like now? jorts that were below his knees. Yeah, that they're were like airbrushed. rainbow airbrushed. <laughs> it's like goodness gracious. Then Doc Gallows is wearing the Ric Flair robe. Carl Allen. Yeah, that one's that was just blatant. Like that wasn't even <laughs> Carl Anderson is wearing a Bollywood boys shirt. Mm-hmm. And and the one that's the biggest stretch to me, because it's kind of similar to what they've been wearing for weeks now, is the Bucks were wearing their onesies, but they were kind of like Hawaiian onesies, and some people were saying that's um Bray Wyatt. But again, I think that's a that one's a bit that's of a stretch. That's a bit of a stretch. If they had fedoras on too, then I would say yeah. Because when he used to wear their Hawaiian shirts, he had like a straw fedora he would wear. Yes. So if they had something like that, then I would be 100% on board with that. But yeah, I don't They've been kind of dressing like that for a few weeks now. So For me, it was kind of like the the tease of the thing that's coming, the tease of the thing that's kind of funny with the Ric Flair, and then the least likely, which is the Bollywood boys. They mm-hmm. could show up. You never know. But I doubt it. Yeah. I can see the Bollywood boys going to like NWA. NWA in, Impact. They would. They've do been well in there. Impact. That's where I first saw them was in Impact. But I mean, were they, they in Impact back. first? Well, they. It's kind of weird. They were in. What was that promotion that Jeff Jarrett started, like Global Force Wrestling or whatever it was called? Oh, I thought that was Impact. Well, they merged after a while. Okay. That's how the Bollywood Boys got there because they were in Global Force first, and then when they merged, that's when huh. the Bollywood Boys. Okay. Got there. Because that's where I first saw them, and then, but yeah. Fair enough. But Ric Flair, well, I saw online somebody said they want Ric Flair to be with the wingmen. And I was like, that's perfect. That would be very funny. <laughs> um, yeah, so the Good Brothers, they challenge, uh, or they put out the challenge to Evil and Gross, Evil and Gross, to Evil and Grayson, <laughs> or Evil, Uno, and Grayson, goodness gracious, to they're putting their impact titles on the line for these guys to face them, which is kind of cool. Um, I don't think Evil, God, Evil, Uno, and Institute Grayson are going to win. 
that match. Um, but it's cool that they are that they're putting that on the line. And then the Bucks say that the, is there no one left in AEW for them to challenge them for their titles? Um, what I believe this is leading to is probably Gorillas of Destiny at some point showing up. Mm-hmm. The more that yeah. they say, it's like Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. The more mm-hmm. you say, is there no one left? Is there no one left? We know yeah. they're coming. We know it's yeah. happening at some point. And we know their target is going to be the elite. Oh, yeah. Because so I think about uh, it all the time. <laughs> I think Gorillas of Destiny are going to show up at some point if they keep poking the bear mm-hmm. like that. And also, I think they're probably going to face Varsity Blondes in Cincinnati as well. That makes sense. That's where... Um... Pillman Jr.'s from, right? Yep. Yep. And he's he's talked about it. And they are right near the top of the rankings still, so that mm-hmm. is likely. And yeah, I I suspect that they were probably gonna face uh Castor and Bowens, but that might be on hold right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think you Castor off TV for a little bit. Yeah, I think he needs a timeout. Mm-hmm. Um it's too bad he actually got dropped from his Beyond Wrestling uh, date as well, which again, not too, not too bad. I mean, you should get dropped mm-hmm. for a yeah. bit for that. He's not going to get fired from AEW. I'm just no. saying that based off my own opinion. I think they'll just uh, give him some reprimandations, or if that's a word, and then uh, yeah, probably I could see an apology coming soon and stuff. Yeah, we will. I hope he apologizes. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Sammy did, but okay. And then Kenny talks about how Hangman had a shot, but he failed. He then asks Cutler to uh, go up and cut down the net because they're the they're all going to be retiring champions. And then <laughs> as he's cutting down the net, friggin' Nick Jackson is going caca. Yeah, he just Ka-ka! kept calling, laughing so hard. I was like, these guys are having the time of their lives. They're so mm-hmm. stupid. And then mm-hmm. Kenny, to end the segment, he says, C is for cookie, mother fathers, and that's good enough for me. <laughs> it's just such a fever dream of stupidity. This mm-hmm. whole That's actually when I noticed he had the Cookie Monster shirt on. When he said C is for Cookie Mother Father. I was like, oh, he's wearing a Cookie Monster. Oh, C and Punk, I get it. But <laughs> it's, they're just, they're so dumb and they're leaning right into it. And it's so funny because I was, I was just recommending somebody has kind of recently come back to wrestling um, in my group of friends and I recommended that he watch the, the TSN documentary of Kenny Omega. I don't know if you've watched that before. Mm-mm. It's amazing. Look it up. It's it's online in places. I can find you a link for it if you can, because it's hard to get outside of Canada. Um, mm-hmm. But they heavily cover like his story with Kota Ibushi. It's like the it's like you know how ESPN does those like thirty for thirty, yeah, type things. It's like that, but about Kenny Omega. Oh, that's cool. It's it's amazing, and um, but. Going from that documentary to seeing what he's doing right now <laughs> is such a stark difference. Yeah. Because he's, yeah, he's not, uh, he didn't have this creative freedom then. So it's it's really funny. It's really cool to see. Okay, so next we have Christian versus The Blade. This was a good match, but one where, for me at least, 
there's not a whole lot of meat on this bone in terms of store story or stakes because we know that Christian's winning. Um, mm-hmm. You could sort of see it a mile away. The result was never in doubt. Um, it was again. It was a match between two vets, really well worked, um, as a, you would absolutely expect it to be. Like there's going to be no botches. It's just going to be clean, good, classic wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, but despite it being really good, it was maybe a little long, and it never drew me in. And you never want to be the match in which I check my phone. And mm-hmm. I found this being the match in which I check my phone. Like where my mind just drifted to other things. And yeah. um, that's just sort of where this was for me. One interesting part, which was, it says about the match, this is the most interesting part. Um, the bunny was going to interfere in the match and Layla Hirsch, Hirsch came out and chased the bunny away and they brawled their way to the back. I was like, oh, that's an interesting thing to do because those two had a match later on in the show. I was like, that's kind yeah. of, that's a way of doing some little uh, like interference or group warfare that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. it made sense that Layla would come out there and, and get it on it. Um, and also in this match, they were very explicit that Christian is now the number one contender for the belt after he won. So I was like, okay, looks like, uh, looks like we're getting that. It's not really a match that I wanted. Or at least, it's a match that I wanted on TV. I knew we were going to get it eventually. I just don't really want it at a pay-per-view. However, I still think it's going to be Hangman and Kenny at all out, especially with later on in the show. I like I like to think it is. However, and I saw this argument put out by I think it was it was What Culture where they said if they were ever going to do a Christian versus Kenny match where it's maybe not the most marquee match you'll ever see for the championship. Putting it on the show where you have CM Punk debuting or one of those big Mm -hmm. guys debuting, because that way, like if it overshadows it, it's not the end of the world. Whereas if he were to overshadow Hangman, that's kind of bad. You don't really Mm -hmm. want that to happen. Not, but I, I don't think Hangman could ever really be overshadowed. But there, there yeah. is that risk. There's that risk, but I think whenever Hangman wins the title, wherever they're at, that place is going to just yeah, go nuts. It's going to explode, for sure. Absolutely. Okay, so now we have FTR versus Santana Ortiz, and this is not a match. This is a little back and forth. I'm uh, so happy that the feuds continue, even if this is the grossest video package I've seen in a long time. It was, this was horrifying to watch yeah, of gnarly. all the things of all the stuff we've seen over the past couple weeks with light tubes and pizza cutters and barbed mm-hmm. wire and all the blood and guts that we've seen in this it's basically dax is cutting a promo we did hear from ftr but they weren't they weren't the focal point here we heard mm-hmm. from dax and he's cutting a promo saying that last week um Cash Wheeler almost died. He got he got the turnbuckle hook caught in his arm. And then they showed it. And oh. then they showed it, like, just pulling his skin out like yeah. a elastic band. Looking like Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four. <laughs> it was revolting, and I almost mm-hmm. died. And he said that uh, Cash almost died. 
and he said that uh he said like this shit ain't worth it but we will make an exception we will face you guys one last time because cash almost died and we're pissed off and we're gonna get even at you guys for whatever reason yeah, <laughs> because for of an that, accident but, happening <laughs> but uh it was good i like that he's just like it's worth it one more time just to get our hands on you mm-hmm. i was like okay that i kind of like that like it's worth uh putting our lives on the line to do that but yeah when they showed that still i was like that's the most disgusting thing i've ever yeah, seen i'm glad it's just a still but then they showed all the like blood afterwards I was like, oh my god Whoa. the blood didn't bother me but yeah just the the hook in his arm pulling at his oh, mm-hmm. oh wow yeah <laughs> yeah that was gross i remember watching I, go, I told my wife i was like don't look at the screen don't look at the screen it's <laughs> <laughs> like jesus christ that's gross Wow, but yeah, so I have I don't know when that match is going to be because with them talking about it right now makes it sound like it's sooner. So in my mind, they may have always had like three matches planned for them. I'm, I that's what it seems like to me. So and these two teams deserve like a little series like that too. Yeah, I think it's good. I just but I think they have to do it like quick. Like I think that that this feud has overstayed its welcome a little bit, and that's why last week wasn't as hot as it should yeah. have been. Because they've been working. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know how long. Um, uh, Dax, Dax is out. Or Cash. Cash is out. Cash has to heal up, though. Yeah, it, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> it's just. Uh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping they can uh, get him back out there sooner than later. But also want him to be healthy. Okay, so let's move on to Britt Baker. And this is Britt Baker. She comes out to the ring. You th- you think that she's coming out to bring out her new heater, which she said she was bringing out her backup uh, the week before. She didn't, so that was interesting. Um, she's She didn't get really a chance to say much because she was quickly interrupted by Red Velvet, which was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. She says that she wants a a piece of that DMD. She, um, Britt says that she'll happily accept the challenge because last time she faced Red Velvet, she beat her within three minutes. And uh, Red Velvet says, oh, you know what? I'm not, like, of course you did because I'm not the same wrestler that I was then. I was enhancement talent then. Now I'm 22 and four with seven straight wins. I was like, okay, here you go. That's a good use of, uh, of the records there. Mm-hmm. And then Britt says, you know what? Tony, book this match. This is easy pickings for me. Do it at Rampage at Pittsburgh because I'm your cash cow and you want me to sell your tickets. So uh, put it there. I'll be the draw. And then Velvet ducks a crutch swing from behind from Rebel. And then Brett attacks almost her from... hit Tony. <laughs> oh, yeah. Almost <laughs> knocks Tony's head clean off. Um, and then Brett attacks velvet from behind gives her the curb stomp and then starts choking her out with the uh with the crutch and i have a feeling that we'll see brit's muscle next week on dynamite leading in to get some heat leading into the match on at rampage i can see that i would hope so because i think it's a little weird to tease something and then not mention it so Mm -hmm. i think like if she came out and then like her heater comes out and attacks velvet from behind or something while they're yeah. having a little exchange would be cool. Um, I can see that. Because they have, 
Because right now the fans are clearly baby facing Britt Baker. Oh yeah, especially next week in her hometown. Like I feel bad for Red Velvet because yeah, she's not Red. Their Red Velvet is the face. Britt Baker is the heel. But it's all fucked up right now, mm-hmm. and especially going into Pittsburgh, like they have to do something bad to Red Velvet the day before to to even attempt to get some booze. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Red, Red Velvet's going to get booed. Yeah, which she even did a little bit of booze tonight. Mm-hmm. So they they got to be careful. Like they need to be expeditious with the turning of mm-hmm. Britt Baker to face because it's just not going to happen. Otherwise, there no yeah. one's going to boo her again at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, she's got to. She's too over now. She has to do something really bad to somebody that people really like. Yeah, like fuck. I mean, I would never want to see Leo it, but it'd be something. like assaulting Tony, something like that. I hope that never happens. No, I don't want that to happen. But like, like when she when she got the big booze on her was when she would insult Tony, and people didn't mm-hmm. like that. Speaking of Tony, did we get anything with QT Marsh Marshall and he, Tony? Or he talked about it briefly again. You know how they did it on commentary? It's just like he sent me a note and said he doesn't want to do it this week, and he'll do it next week because mm-hmm. my my family will be there or something like that. And then this week he said. Again, like just before the main event, he said, I got a note from QT again. He was supposed to apologize. But once again, he said, I don't feel like it this week. And he's putting it off again. So you know what? Oh, Screw okay. him. I must have missed that. But that's funny. Because <laughs> I, I just made pot in my head. I was like, wait. Because I want to see if my theory is right on who's going to help Tony out. What is it? What is your theory? Oh, I just think. Because, I mean, Tony's not really like, you know, QT's got a faction. And who's gonna Tony's not a wrestler. So who's going to come help him? His uh, his broadcast partner, um, Paul White, Big Show, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard, I've heard that theory, and also that maybe uh, Britt comes out, and then maybe what's his name, QT has a woman hmm. now in his faction. But uh, I've heard those two theories. I think yours makes more sense. Yeah, with Paul White, because then you could do Paul White, and you could do versus the whole faction at this point. At, all out just to get Paul White on the pay per view. <laughs> I mean, I see Paul White being on Rampage at some point as a very real possibility. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. You could even do that at like the Rampage before All Out, like that, because they're mm-hmm. piping that weekend up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? I just remembered a bit of news that we didn't talk about. Ruby Soho is being it's being reported that she's very likely to sign with AW. That is oh, yeah. from Sean Ross Sapp. He's saying, like, obviously. Think you can't confirm it until the uh, ninety days are up, but he's saying they're saying it's happening, so mm-hmm. that's good. And everyone was always saying that she would be the perfect person to come out at all out as the Joker in the women's battle royal. It makes all the sense in the world, mm-hmm. and yep. she's and from Tony, Chicago. Yeah, and Tony Khan just just pay a little extra for that rancid song Ruby Soho, and it, it's perfect. Well, apparently. <laughs> um, this past week on a wrestling podcast, he was on, or what's his name? Something Armstrong. Tim. Tim Armstrong was on a wrestling podcast. He's a wrestling fan and they brought it mm-hmm. up and he said, yeah, take it. Yeah. I know Tim and <laughs> Tim and Lars from Rancid are both huge wrestling fans and they're really good friends with CM Punk too. So yeah, he said, he said, yeah, absolutely. I want that. So mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah. You can have it for a song. You could have a song for a song. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, then we have Andrade speaking once again. Um, he's in the back, and Chavo, Chavo comes up. He's like, "Hey, you know what? I have a potential employer, empl- employee." And he brings out Fuego del Sol. It's like, "Oh, Hold it's on. Fuego." This is before fun. they brought out Fuego. I was like, "Is this where they're gonna like debut Rouge?" <laughs> like, I thought, really thought they were just gonna do it like that. I was like, "Holy crap!" But I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> like, oh, it's Fuego. All right. I was like, "I like Fuego," and, mm-hmm. and then he tell, then they tell Fuego to shine his shoes. It's like, "Oh, that's disrespectful to Fuego." Mm-hmm. And Fuego's like, "Hey, that's not what you said. My job was gonna be." He's like, "Yeah, but that's what your job is." It's like, the no, I'm not doing this. Like and that. then Andrade just beats the hell out of him. Just throws him into the wall. <laughs> and then they look at the camera and they say, Lucha Brothers, if you continue to follow Pack, you'll never win championships. And it's like, what does Fuego have to do with that, Chavo? I don't know. Poor Fuego. Just Leave two weeks Fuego ago, just alone. shit kicked out of him. Uh, getting the paycheck. Getting yeah, the paycheck. He's on TV. He's. I fully believe that he has some sort of contract. Oh, for sure. And they're because he's on every dark, <laughs> like he's wrestling every week with them and traveling yeah, with he's them. He's been so, on dynamite yeah. two weeks in a row. They have yeah. him. It's it's a it's a fun little storyline they're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, then we have Hangman in the ring, and he's with Tony Schiavone. And Tony says, "I didn't get a chance to fully ask you about everything. Um, you ran away. Um, what do you have to say about what you said earlier?" But before he can say anything. Of course, out come the elite. Um, Kenny interrupts him, uh, saying that, uh, I understand that you're trying to find some self-worth. You're trying to find some new friends. You're trying to take my title. You're trying to get back in the good graces of the elite to, to come back into the fold. And Hangman's like, no, that that's certainly not what I'm doing, Kenny. Mm-hmm. And then Kenny says, the least self-aware thing of the night, where he calls Hangman a tryhard. <laughs> Which I was like, man, <laughs> like from, yeah. from this group of guys, mm-hmm. of all people, like uh, and telling these a tryhard. Uh, his shirt was awesome tonight. Yes, he it was, was. Like old school Western style, but it had like I don't even know what it was all in the top like diamonds of the shirt, but it was cool. Yeah, absolutely, it was so fun. Um, and finally, Hangman gets uh, he he gets the he gets the better of Hangman, where finally Kenny says that uh. You know what? The elite, the elite doesn't have hangers on and losers in this group. And Hangman just slaps the taste out of his mouth, just mm-hmm. open hand slap across the face. Kenny goes flying across the ring, but in true cowboy fashion, he goes one on eighty-two, and yeah. he just gets the shit kicked out of him. Like gets hit with a magic killer. Then the Dark Order run out, and this is cool. They try to run to the ring, but Uno and Grayson, being the parents of the group. They're like, no, no, no. This is what Hangman wants. We have to stay back. And then Hangman then gets hit with two BTE triggers, like just like getting his like he looks unconscious. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like a religious painting out there. Yeah. And then out comes Kazarian because he doesn't give a fuck. He's like Hangman right now. He he doesn't care. He's just all South loathing, and I just want to go out there and break a couple noses. He goes out there, he tries to clear the ring, but he gets overwhelmed. He also gets hit with, I think he gets hit with a... Um, gets hit with a cold spray a lot. I okay, that. cold spray. That yeah, he, he, he gets laid out. And then Kenny takes out the takes out the belt, hits Hangman in the face with it, tells him this is the closest he's ever going to come to the title. 
And yeah, this is just a fantastic segment. It's a purple. It's a purple. It's a perfect rock final rock bottom beat down for our hero before he finally overcomes. Oh yeah. And he can rise I up. Have a full feeling that the Rocky montage is coming soon, but what, but cowboy style. Yeah. I think what I would like is for Christian to try and position himself as the number one guy, but hangman somehow maybe get a win in between then and then end up having to face Christian and beating mm-hmm. him for that spot to earn his way back to, to be like, yes. oh, no, I'm then, back to being number one contender. So I still get that's that shot. what finally snaps Christian to, to go heel. He beats up jungle boy setting up their match at all out two matches booked at once. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I also, uh, I have this other idea where, I think I texted you this where I was talking about how they're setting up these little trios things. I like the Uh idea of the trios belt sort of being announced and maybe Christian or I don't know. It doesn't have to be for the belt, but Christian putting himself in the trio with Jurassic Uh Express and and uh, Jungle Boy being like, we already have three. Like no 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 yeah. you're not in this trio we're the trio you're yeah you're the other guy and then they get a little thing there but again that's uh I like yours too they're all good uh, there's so many ways that they can do that I'm mm-hmm. really intrigued then a surprise thing we yeah. have Dan this Lambert cool I like Dan Lambert he's funny. Dan Lambert's coming back next week he doesn't mm-hmm. he's not afraid of an ass kicking from Lance Archer which is fun. And he says that he's coming back to talk some shit again. And this time he's bringing backup, which that's extremely intriguing. If you've looked Mm -hmm. at his roster of fighters that he has under him. And two of them have been in, well, one is a wrestler um, or has been to an extent, to an extent with MLW. That's King Mo. Um, He's a former MMA and a, and is now a wrestler. And also we saw last time he was here, Jorge Masvidal was there as well. Mm-hmm. So he could be coming with Jorge. Sounds like they're going to get involved. I've heard some people mention Tom Lawler, but I don't know that he actually... I think he managed Tom Lawler for a, a little bit in MLW as well. Okay. I think that's their connection. So I was going to say, I don't know how much connection they act. Because Tom Lawler wasn't part of American Top Team. but. Yeah. I, so I don't know how much connection they have, but maybe within kayfabe, like mm-hmm. within the wrestling world, they've been connected with each other. But so for me, I would love for it to be Tom Lawler, but no, me too. I don't know that. Uh, I don't know how much of a connection they have, but that would be so good. But we have seen Jorge Masvidal, so it's probably Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. And, I believe King Mo signed with MLW, so I don't know if he could. Yeah, that's the other thing. The uh, MLW, I think, is now kind of aligned with WWE a bit, right? That was the rumor. I don't know if that ever came true or not, but that was the rumor. I mean, they have to deal with Spike, but like Lawler's in MLW and he's in the New Japan. So, I mean, in Lawler, MLW I think, has... is just kind of a free agent. Yeah. He just yeah, but could... I was have the working relationship with New Japan. So, I mean, they could easily get Lawler. Lawler just does what he wants. I'd love to see the Daisy Dukes on Wednesday night. That'd be awesome. That'd be fantastic. I'd love that. I want that. (laughs) And I think Lawler's the type of guy that Tony Khan would absolutely want to bring in 
So if he came out, that would be so cool. I would love Dan Lambert just to have a faction. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah he's he's so great on the mic, and he's like such a huge pro wrestling fan. He gets it, even though he's an MMA guy, but he just gets it. Okay, so next we had Lee Johnson versus Miro, and this was a match that I wasn't I wasn't expecting too much of it just because of the mismatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, going into it, but the longer this match went on, the more I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it quite a bit at the end. I thought they both worked a hell of a match. Um, this was one of those matches where Miro played a little too much with his food, mm-hmm. and then his food started fighting back, and it was yeah. I, I like I like that story aspect of it because at the beginning, clearly he's no match for Miro, but Miro kept playing around too much, and it, it bit him back. But I, I like that. Yeah, he was ragdolling him at the beginning. That huge, like ripcord urinagi that he does, mm-hmm. like like he does the urinagi out of the out of the corner. Like, yeah. oh my good god, um, just amazing. Um, he like as I said, he was going for the game over at one point, and Lee managed to wriggle free. And then at this point, Lee started getting in a few shots on him because uh, he was dominating Lee to the to that point. And Miro ate five straight super kicks <laughs> as a result from Lee Johnson. He's got Miro wobbling. He's like, he's like, oh, sh- okay. <laughs> okay. And um, yeah, and they, he got hit with a big DDT, three topes on the outside. Um, and then that's, this is where he hits him with the, uh, with the six straight super kicks that, that has him wobbled. But then Miro just hit, hits him with his own unique super kick that just absolutely turns lee's head to dust mm-hmm. like just poof, that's all she wrote yeah. and then miro he calls out for the game over and so do all the fans at the same time which i loved because he does the stomp first mm-hmm. so the fans know to cheer game over when he does mm-hmm. which i like that that's sort of like yeah. when stone cold went for the kick you knew that the yeah. stunner was coming you knew the stunner was coming yeah so the fans yell out game over with mm-hmm. him. He just snaps him right in half. And I thought this was a really great show for both of them. Yeah. I like this a lot too. And I love after the match, uh, just how crazy they're making Miro right now. Like even in his own mind, he's not all there. Cause he's like hugging Lee and like rubbing his head and thanking him for the match and stuff. I, I love that they've been doing that. Cause he did it when he broke uh, Kip's arm. He's like, I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Like, I just love that aspect about his character right now well yeah he says that he uh everybody will have a talk with the redeemer and he will forgive Mm -hmm. everybody Mm -hmm. he says like i will forgive you after you challenge for my title it's really good he's so good he's so good and it's such a just a far cry from when he first debuted even though i their their arcade match was awesome but just remember how long that whole feud went on it was dreadful Mm -hmm. (laughs) but now it's like he's like one of the top just unbeatable dudes like i don't know when he's gonna lose that title i hope he has it for a long time yeah i saw a tweet from it was tiger driver and they they had said that uh there are three champions in wrestling right now where where they're at the point where you have no idea who could possibly beat them and mm-hmm. that's really cool you got roman you have bobby lashley and you have um, miro yeah. miro where you're like, I don't know who can beat them. It doesn't, nobody can beat them. There's not anybody on that roster. Yeah, and it's awesome. Yeah, I've, I'm loving everything they're doing with Miro now. And somebody online got that 
perfect screenshot of him standing on the crowd with his arms out, and as it started to fade to his front, it looked like one of those '80s pictures, yeah, like where it's like he's, he's looking exposed. up at God, and God is himself. <laughs> yeah, and somebody in the crowd is holding the sign "God's Champion" too. It was it's perfect. Yeah, it was wonderful. Okay, so next we have Christian in the back, and it's Tony's asking him about Layla Hirsch coming out and helping him in his match. And Christian says that he went and he talked to Layla and asked if she needed uh, any friends. But any, he says that she responded by, and then he starts singing the Golden Girls theme, which I thought was really <laughs> funny. Because yeah. unlike wrestling stands, I actually am a fan of Golden Girl stands. Mm-hmm. I've gone on Halloween as Dorothy. I have the Golden Girls edition of Clue. Like, nice, nice. I love, you know, I love me some Golden Girls. My sister loves the Golden Girls. Everything she has is Golden Girls stuff. Golden Girls is the best. I love key lime pie. Oh, key lime pie cheesecake. Cheesecake. That's what they love in that. That's what the clue is. It's who ate the last cheesecake. It's not a murder. (laughs) That's funny. Um, That's hilarious. Yeah, so he says that um, she told him that she didn't need his help because she actually has some best friends who are coming out there with her. And you can hear the crowd in the background go, oh, when mm-hmm. they hear the the best friends, which is weird, I don't know why she's with the best friends now, but I like it. Um, okay. Yeah, it's. I mean, it set up a, a a match that I didn't even think was gonna. They had nothing to do with this match too for next week. So <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. So he says that he came out of retirement to take back what was taken from him, which was his legacy, his championships. He says that he'll be there next week in Pittsburgh, and that he's ready to go do some elite shit stirring. So it's going to be something to do with the elite and he's going to go stir Mm -hmm. some shit. So I guess this is how he gets his title shot. Yeah. He's going to go neg Kenny or something. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Just hit him with the unprettier. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah, we he's been uh he's been apart from Kenny since he came in, so that'd be yeah because they did the thing at the very beginning with each other, and that's about it. That was that seems like so long ago because that was right mm-hmm. around the um the barbed wire death match. Mm-hmm. That was two uh, two pay per views ago, which is kind of cool. Yeah, now that you think about it. Okay, so the next match we have Bunny versus Layla Hirsch. This was a great match. I loved this yeah, one. Yeah, I like this match a lot. This is probably the best Bunny match I've seen. She's been really good lately. Mm-hmm. This past year, she's been she's been quite good. I think she's stepped her game up a lot. Um, yeah, so Layla comes out with the full contingent of best friends with her, including mm-hmm. uh, Wheeler Yuta, which I like to see. He's just on Dynamite when he's not even in a match now. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. He's kind of in the fold now. Yeah, he's um, a de facto best friend now. This is to to back her up against HFO. I'm curious to see if Layla Hirsch will be uh, with the uh, best friends going forward, but I kind of hope so. It's kind of fun. It's like a weird, they really are like the, uh, the face version of the HFO, just a bunch of weirdos, just a bunch of random, random people thrown together. <laughs> it's like a weird patchwork quilt of faces. There was someone out with HFO that I did not recognize. It was probably uh Jora. That uh, because I just saw the back of the head the whole time. Is bald, bald guy? guy? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I can't remember his last name. That's Jora, the the guy from India. Oh, 
Oh yeah, they, I remember on Dark a few weeks ago they George Joel, that's his name. Yeah. Yeah, he's sort of okay. like their he's like their ward right now. Yeah, I think I remember that. They set that up oh, like weeks ago. They on... did. Yeah, he just joined them on Dark. He's been coming out with them on Dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's they right. they don't like Matt him. Hardy wasn't there though. But I think his wife just had a baby, so that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, they don't like Jorah. They're treating him kind of like trash. So it's mm-hmm. it's weird. It's interesting. It's like, hmm, a little careful there treating the guy like the foreign guy from India, like trash on your mm-hmm. team. But all right, all right, continue, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so the bunny's elbows look so vicious out there. Um, I thought... Uh, I thought she looks really cool. She had her her two curb stomps into the into the into the buckles, which she does, which I think was uh Brit's move at one point. But now mm-hmm. uh the bunny's doing it, which is cool. I think it suits her as well. Um yeah, they're really physical back and forth. Layla Hirsch's running knee to the prone opponent is so devastating. Yeah. It's really believable. Like it's it's stiff as hell. She really gets that leg slap in there somehow because i don't notice it and it's a big crack um mm-hmm. we got a camille brickhouse sighting in the in the crowd which is she's from nwa she's the nwa women's champion so that was surprising to see her because we've haven't really had that much nwa involvement and i thought that yeah. was kind of done once I, uh, I thought it was done too like when rosa dropped or Deep dropped the title and then Rosa signed. I thought that was yeah. I thought it was it, but nope. She's back or not back, but the NWA title was on uh, was on TNT once again, and I was so sure that the Bunny was winning this match due to her recent involvement in Dynamite. Recently, like she's been on TV a lot (laughs) over the past few weeks, but no. Much to my surprise, Layla won the match with a brilliant. Uh, struggle to get her arm bar on i was really happy so we get we get her uh with a shot for the nwa title i believe it's again it's at empower which is their uh their all women pay-per-view that they're running i think that's where it's going to take place then we got the incredible stare down with the six foot plus camille looking down at the four foot 11 layla hirsch and Mm -hmm. I couldn't help but think of a particular meme, and yeah. if you know, you know, and I'll just yeah, leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. Um, very funny that that visual of them looking at each other was mm-hmm. just. I can't wait to see Layla Hirsch, German, that monster. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Another thing too is during this match, for some reason, Chris Adlander and uh, uh, Nyla Rose had a stare down, and now they have a match next week. It was, <laughs> they were just yeah. staring at each other. Just. <laughs> That's sloppy, mm-hmm. in my opinion. <laughs> it's like, oh, let's just have all the women look at each other during the one women women's match, and mm-hmm. then yeah, I didn't even notice it. I watched the match twice, and I yeah. didn't notice it both times. That's how brief it was. Mm-hmm. I was told that a match got put together because of a stare, and I was like, "What stare?" And then I watched it again, and I missed it again. <laughs> so I don't know, like they need to put more effort into this it can't mm-hmm. even the Britt baker stuff it's it's like the monster the person of the week comes out and challenges her and then they have a yeah. match it's like it's mm-hmm. not a story <laughs> yeah 
they they it was with Brit now as the champ too. It's like so easy just to have stories with her. Like, yeah, and all the Joshi's are there too. Like, come on. Well, it was weird. It's uh, Yuka Sakazaki showed up, had one match on Dynamite, a couple matches on Dark, and now she's back in Japan again. Mm-hmm. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't have had her get in a match with uh, Britt Baker after she supposedly like wrecked her teeth in that one match yeah. on Dynamite months ago. And it, it was right there for you. They set up on a tee. They didn't mm-hmm. do it. I don't know. Very, very weird. They seem like they got so much momentum. Then they've regressed a lot. Strangely, after they put the belt on Britt, which should have been the opposite. But Mm-hmm. I'm still hoping that Rampage will be give them the we'll opportunity to let yeah. the women shine a bit more because they're actually giving them quite a bit of story on Dark, but nobody's watching it. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are watching it, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's a fraction of their uh, of their viewer base. Okay, so then we have next we have. This is this is a small little thing. It's uh, Jade Cargill and Smart Mark. They've they talk about where Jade's been and she's been going around diversifying her portfolio, but now she's back and she's going to have a match on Monday against whoever on uh, AW Elevation. Which I'm okay with this that she hasn't been on Dynamite because I know she needs to be at some point. But mm-hmm. she, you don't want to overexpose her because she is still very green. So yeah. as long as she's out there getting her reps in at the factory, I'm cool with it. And then you bring her back and she'll be good to go. Yeah, so ooh, here we go. Here is uh, the main event. This is, oh, what, yeah. this is what everyone was here for. This is Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes. This was everything about this was perfect. I loved. I thought this was pitch perfect all the way through. Yeah, um, this was awesome. So, Malachi Black, he comes out to to his music. It's from the band Amunra. Is that's how he has pronounced it? So I'm gonna go with that. I was actually, I've actually listened to them a bit because a few weeks ago he said, "Oh, this is the band I'm listening to right now. I love them," and he just comes out to their song. Like it's yeah. just Tony just bought the song for him, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a badass doom metal band. Um, he comes out; it's amazing. Everything's pitch black. The chandeliers are white, and there's some like flickering white flames on the on the big screen. Um, yeah. Then a, a bright white light shines out of the tunnel, and he's standing there like some creepy silhouetted black druid with a yeah he looks like he came from another dimension or something at first with a skull mask and horns and shit and i just saw the green knight and his silhouette looks very evocative to the monstrous green knight in that movie who's often in silhouette form i was like oh like i literally watched that movie two uh, i came out of that movie like two hours before the show uh came on so i was like holy shit so bad i I just watched this guy Yeah, I was just in awe of his presence mm-hmm. as he's slowly walking out to the ring. Then he sits cross-legged, takes off the mask, doesn't get up until Cody comes into the ring. And Cody comes out in full self-indulgent Homelander gear. Mm-hmm. Um, there's 
it's mostly cheers, a smattering of booze, not nearly as fervent as they were before for yeah. him, even like just a few weeks ago mm-hmm. um, when he was uh, facing Anthony Agogo. Like they were crazy for him against Anthony Agogo. And now like it's pretty muted, even mm-hmm. at its height with fans and everything. Um, and Malachi Blackie, the, the bell rings, he takes off his robe and he's just wearing little kickboxer trunks, which mm-hmm. I loved. He's not wearing any fancy gear. I just love this. Like, oh shit. He's just in kickboxing gear and kick pads. Mm-hmm. This is cool. Yeah. And he shows off that kickboxing skill right away. He goes for the leg kicks on Cody Rhodes, hobbles him. Um, he gets a knee bar on Co- Cody Rhodes, then a Boston, uh, one leg Boston crab, and he's continuing to ravage Cody's leg, like just ripping it up. And Cody's hobbling it around the ring. Um, as Malachi stalks Cody, you can hear chants of Malachi, Malachi from the crowd, mm-hmm. like, not let's go, Cody. None of that. Yeah, um, it's just Malachi, Malachi. I was like, oh shit, this is cool. And Cody attempts. A, des- a desperation crossroads. Black counters it by just kicking him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cody, again, out of desperation, climbs up onto the top rope. And Tony, I think it was either Tony or JR, is like, uh, like, oh, Cody's on the ropes. He keeps going for the big knockout moves because he knows he has to right now. And again, uh, Malachi just jumps up in the air and kicks Cody in the face. And Cody just drops off the top rope right yeah. through the announce table. I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> and <laughs> JR, he, his call for this is, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, Tiger Driver on Twitter said he's doing his Cartman impersonation. It is. Irma Gerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he had like a bubble in his throat or something. I don't know. It's funny. <laughs> it was, I played that back a few times. It was mm-hmm. really funny. And then, Black just sits, he sits down cross-legged in the ring and waits for Cody to get back in the ring. So cool. Cody mm-hmm. just rolls in. He hobbles back into the ring at like nine. Yeah, and he, he stands yeah. up, he's hobbling, and Black just black masses the head off of him. Like, and Cody just drops. And, mm-hmm. and Black puts one foot on him, just ever so gently, gets the one, two, three. That's like, Holy fuck. He just did. He basically just recreated the Brody Lee squash. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. pretty sure Cody went through a table in that one, too. I Maybe. I don't know. I remember there's a lot of out like Cody just getting the shit beat out of him on the outside. Maybe not through the table. Match. But yeah, I was like, holy shit. They did it again. This is mm-hmm. so cool. Um, yeah. Then Black leaves the ring and Tony comes out and basically does the Simba checking on Mufasa. It's like dad cody are you okay he's got the mic with him he hands cody the tiniest little crutch which goes up yeah, to his cr- waist when he first gave him the crutch i was like why is that so small yeah i tweeted I was like is that tiny tim's crutch what the yeah. fuck yeah. <laughs> it's like that's a crutch for a baby mm-hmm. it's like there's no way that <laughs> that uh cody could use that and then cody grabs the mic and basically just gives a retirement speech yeah I, I won't go through the whole thing, but he says that his goal when he got into wrestling was always to win the title back that they took away from his daddy in the garden. Um, 
he said that uh, he said goals change as time flies by. He said that people laughed at him and the elite when they were starting AEW, but he knows that they've created something great here, and he acknowledges that um, as time has gone on, they might have butt heads a little bit, but they'll always be linked together, and he's really grateful. And he said that they've created something amazing here, and they've set the table for many great people to come and to run with it. And now the waterworks are going and he's crying and he's bleeding a little bit. I don't know from what, but that was kind of cool. And he starts it taking like it was on his nose. So I'm guessing like maybe the black mass or something. Or yeah. Yeah. The table. And then he starts taking off his boot and Malachi comes back and just says, shut your bitch ass up. Mm-hmm. And hits him with that tiny little crutch. Yeah. He's like, this is not your moment. And yeah. it took his boot. <laughs> He <laughs> took his boot, and apparently after the the after the cameras went off, Cody took off the other boot and did leave it in the ring as well. Mm-hmm. So he he looks like he is uh gone for probably an extended period of time. Um, yeah, I just loved every second of this. I thought Cody actually set this up really well, and not even just in this moment. On his media call, which I wasn't on this week because I was working, um, but I did read that one of one of the things he said was that in AEW they will not be afraid to afraid to make changes when it's clear that that's the those are the changes to be made when the time is right. And mm-hmm. I remember, and other people thought, like, what does he mean by that? And I think he's sort of like laying the groundwork for like this speech again and he before the match he he sent out a text to his fans and i think he put it on twitter as well it was it was basically the speech he gave after the match like verbatim um that he had written out in the notes on his phone so it's like he he did the he did the groundwork for this like i think he kind of was laying the seeds for that Mm -hmm quite well like even in the media call it's just like that's kind of a shrewd thing to be putting out little i don't even i think i might be reaching a little bit for that but it sounded like he's not afraid to take a step back when it's time is what it sounded like he was saying mm-hmm. on that call it's like okay this kind of lines up a bit so i like that um how do you see this playing out for cody going forward he's definitely taking time off because he's got the new baby and he's got the Go Big show. That's what that show's called, right? Yeah. They got to film that. And is he in that Heels show? He with, is. Um, so we might have to do some promo stuff for that. Yeah, it's promote that. And just take time off for the story, but he's got to come back. I, I say I want to take as much as he can. Mm-hmm. Like if the longer he extends it, the better it is. Because, like, if he comes back after a month, people are like, oh, this is the exact same thing as last summer. Mm-hmm. Where, and, and this is would, this would be bad faith criticism in that, like, oh, yeah, he he uh, he lost to Brody, but only with the thought that he was going to come back and take that belt back. Mm-hmm. And I don't want people to think that again. Like, I, gen- I genuinely think there was going to be a rubber match to that, yeah, uh, before to that trilogy, and he's probably going to lose it. 
mm-hmm. because Brody was going to be Brody was a tentpole of the company by that point. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think uh, I would like him to come back and not face Malachi Black. I would, yeah, I don't think he will because by the time he comes back, I mean there'll be Punk, there'll be Brian. That that's what I think. That's where I think this story lies for him, because mm-hmm. uh, he said uh, other people will will show up and will run with the ball, and I think he'll come back and be jealous and will be a heel. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. I want him to yeah. come back and be the jealous heel. And we never got the conclusion to his Sting stuff. Remember when Sting first came in and he mm-hmm. kind of like was ignoring Cody and stuff, mm-hmm. and like it was making Cody mad. They they never finished that story. They just kind of Cody went. I don't even know what he did after that. Yeah, I like the idea that uh, Malachi Black almost reveals Cody as a fraud, and then Cody comes back and what's he's his, mad. Uh, what's his saying on his shirt? All fakes are snakes, or yeah, something like, like that. Like I like to think that that is like he's trying to reveal that like some of your heroes aren't really your heroes, mm-hmm. kind of thing, and that's kind of the what's happened to Cody, not even not kayfabe wise, but just with the fans, they've started to turn on him over mm-hmm. time. I heard that some people were singing na, 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 <laughs> when he was taking off his boot. I was trying to listen for it, but I didn't hear it. I, I didn't notice it, but uh... a few people have uh, said that, but I don't know if that's just uh one person says it on Twitter and then the next person says it on and Twitter. It, yeah, it and then it's just a that. thing. Because I was listening and I couldn't hear it. But I do hope, though, if Cody comes back and does his big pontificating speeches and stuff, Malachi Black comes and beats him up. Because that's like my favorite storyline right now. Is every time Cody gets to talking, Malachi Black just, just shows up comes and beats the hell shit. out of him. Kicks him <laughs> yeah. in the head mid-sentence. Shut up! <laughs> but yeah, I, I think he'll take time off. And by that time, we'll have all these rumored people in that Cody can work with and stuff. So... Like he'll come back and they'll be like, "Oh no, Cody, you're not the face of this company anymore." Yeah, and then he can get mad. He can be the heel. He mm-hmm. can then challenge for the title. Yeah, I would yeah, like him to say, challenge for the title as a heel. I think that. Yeah, works. he could say, "You know what? I put this in my stipulation, but I run this place, so yeah, I'm going for but the title." Who Who's the name down here? Written down here, it's Cody Rhodes. Yeah, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. I like. I want uh, Bullet Club Cody back. Yeah, he, I hated yeah. him when he was with the. Me too. Like legit, the, shoot, hated him. Yeah, he whenever was he that good at it. Whenever he changed the Bullet Club logo and stuff, I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, he's trying to change the Bullet Club logo. He made the Ring of Honor belt like an actual ring that he wore. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh my god, what a dick! It's perfect. Mm-hmm. He's really good at this. Mm-hmm. In that storyline, he was doing with Kenny before they weirdly just ended it. Yeah, like I was like, ah, oh, no, let's let's hug it out. I was like, oh, what? No, mm-hmm. this was good. It didn't end properly. Anyways, yeah. let's look at next week. We have, so we have on the Friday, um, getting a little ahead of ourselves, but we have Britt Baker versus Red Velvet. Again, no other matches announced for that Friday. I don't think this match is going to go an hour, so they will have to. Uh, that'd be nuts if it did. That'd be so <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, now we have the Good Brothers versus. Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, and that is for the Impact World Tag Team title. That would be cool. Um, I mean, I don't see Dark Order winning that, but they could. That'd be kind of cool. And then you'd get more people from AEW 
into Impact because right now it's really only just been Kenny and sometimes the Bucks. And then once you get into Impact, you're getting into New Japan as well. Like it's mm-hmm. all, everyone's facing everybody. NWA's in there. There's all kinds of mm-hmm. shit going on, which is cool. Um, then we have Nyla Rose versus Chris Statlander. Bizarre that they did yeah. it just with a stare in the middle of the match that had nothing to do with each other. Yeah, this match would be good though. Where was Nyla Rose? Was she in the crowd? She was. She was in the crowd, like kind of by where the timekeeper was. And oh. Because that's where all the the best friends were standing, and then all of a sudden it just cut to him for like a split second. They're just staring at each other, and then it cut back to the match, and then that's how they set up the match. Yeah, that's strange. I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it, but I think the match is going to bang. So I'm excited for that aspect of it. Then we have Chris Jericho versus Wardlow, and it just says MJF at ringside. So mm-hmm. who knows? You know, look at next week. This might be the weakest card they've had in a long time. It is. And notice it's not a homecoming or yeah, any of the dynamite. special names. It's just Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. Yeah. So I don't know. It's uh Yeah, they're sort of coming back down to earth in terms of normal episodes. Mm-hmm. But uh we'll see. I think they'll Here's the thing, you know that once they get CM Punk, it's not normal anymore. Yeah, and there's Daniel Bryan. And yeah, then it's not normal. Then it's who the hell knows if Bray Wyatt's actually going to show up? That'd be nuts too. And <laughs> he he's a guy that actually, I guess we could have put him in the news. Um, he's a guy that I he's the first of the big really like of the big what you would consider can't miss guys that mm-hmm. I think they could miss him. Like they could, yeah. they could not sign him, and I'd be completely fine with that. Yeah, I, I like Bray Wyatt a lot, but it's like they can't sign everyone. No, they can't sign everyone, and he's somebody that if they didn't sign him, no, no big loss, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like he's a guy that obviously, if you get him, it's great. But if they got him, it would be a luxury, and it's a luxury they don't necessarily need. Mm-hmm. Like he would at that point, he would be taking away just by the. By the reality of it, he would be taking time away from somebody else because that's how time works. And mm-hmm. um, I don't, he's not needed. And yeah. uh, he would have to go way back in the into his early characters just to fit in with AEW, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, like the Fiend type character. I don't know if that would No, work Fiend wouldn't AEW. work. Even Destroyer of Worlds wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, he would have to go like way back to the buzzard stuff. Yeah, and I don't know if Which that's my favorite. That's my favorite. Oh, for sure. Of him, but I'm a huge cult guy. Like I yeah, love cults. Mm-hmm. I find that shit fascinating. Son of Sam, like weird redneck cults, like mm-hmm. True Detective season one, all that shit. Yeah, that that's absolutely my wheelhouse. But I just don't know that that's what he wants to do at this point in his career. Or if he even mm-hmm. wants to wrestle. Like he, yeah, he might not want to wrestle. He might be done. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's speculation, but like... He can make a killer horror movie, I bet. I don't th- I don't think <laughs> the, that WWE releases him if he wanted to be wrestling right now. That's mm-hmm. my feeling. Yeah. Because he was, he was their biggest merch seller, I think. Yeah, yeah the Fiend stuff sold like crazy. So I don't... Yeah, I wouldn't... Un- I don't understand. I genuinely don't know what WWE is doing. 
Yeah. I I have I don't I don't get it because I don't see who like once Roman's done, like beyond Roman, who's next? Mm-hmm. I don't see anybody. You got rid of them all. Oh yeah, and then this other thing. In a month's time, Adam Cole's contract is up. In a month. Yeah. He's only still there now because he signed an extension to finish the storyline with Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> yeah, so um <laughs> WWE, he's with what, Baker, what are you doing? So like like he could easily show up in AEW. Oh, if he if his contract laps, he's going to AEW. Mm-hmm. It's like a he's as sure bet as it gets. If he gets yeah. away from WWE, it's like he he was in the elite. He's he came he's up with Bullet all Club. the yeah. PWG guys, with all the Ring of Honor guys, mm-hmm. with uh was he there around the time of Christopher Daniels? Maybe not, but No. Or not Christopher it. Daniels, uh Brian Danielson. I don't know. It's so hard to tell. Christopher Daniels, I... yes. In Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. yeah. In the in the later yeah. part. But yeah, he he has a lot, a lot of connections in AEW. At least uh, I mean, and then you've got Britt Baker. His yeah, <laughs> his partner can, can hang out with his lady all day if you want to, <laughs> and uh, then and plus uh, he's really big into Twitch streaming and stuff. And yes, um, yes, they're very much a video. Uh, AW is very much video game heavy, um, mm-hmm. and I would be remiss if I didn't mention that they announced the uh, the announced team for Rampage, which is a enormous four man. I wonder if they're gonna or go ahead and say who it is. It is Taz Excalibur. Jericho and Mark Henry, which is huge. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to all be out there at the same time, or if like between matches they'll switch it off. Like, all right, this match is Excalibur and Mark Henry, and the next match is Taz and Jericho, and then Taz and Mark Henry. Like, if they rotate, because four guys is a lot. It's four guys, and that's a lot of personality Mm -hmm. on that on one announced team. It's strange. It's a little Mm -hmm. strange. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i wonder if they'll like rotate it or like maybe just one week it's taz and, and jericho for a week and then the next week it's henry and excalibur you know makes a match every week taz and excalibur are incredible together so i'm excited yes, for are. that i don't know yeah. how mark henry is i couldn't tell you one way or the other and I, I do know that he's comfortable behind a mic because he does his uh busted yeah, open radio now mm-hmm. but yeah it'll be and a, jericho's good on commentary It'll be, it'll be, it'll be wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess that's it for, uh, for this week. So is there anything else you want to say before we, ah, uh, no, we just uh, another fun week of uh dynamite. Looking forward to next week. Rampage, especially seeing what that's going to be like. And yeah, that'll be interesting. I will be, uh, I'll be live tweeting that one. Um, mm-hmm. I think we'll see. I don't normally yeah. live tweet, but I don't want to cover it on podcast. So that's yeah. how I'm going to handle it. If you don't that. live tweet it, I'll live tweet I mean, we could both live yeah, tweet one it at of the same will. time, too. I guess if if to. I'm at a wedding, I won't live tweet it. Uh-huh. I just let me know when I will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. We, I will see you later, or we'll see everybody else later. Bye. See you. Bye.